Life was bitter to the core There was nothing to live for Until love came My name is Harold J. Perkins And at the age of 17 I was selling drugs And on my way to an early grave While sitting in my house with about 10 guys God gave me an out-of-body experience And I was lifted above the room I could see everything moving in slow motion After that I got up and put those guys out And I cried out to Jesus Christ He came into my life with liberty and purpose. Then I ran into religion. And it has taken me over 40 years to navigate through religion to fully understand what came into me that day. This podcast is to help put you on a faster track than it took me to get through religion and experience life, liberty, and purpose on a higher level. So get ready. We're about to start a revolution. Again, welcome. I'm excited to continue talking about how God is fully invested in you. If you heard the last two episodes on this, you should be excited and overwhelmed by how much God has invested in you. God says in the Bible that my people are destroyed by a lack of knowledge, not the devil. He's already been defeated. It's by a lack of knowledge of what God has invested in us. Think about that. It's by lack of knowledge of what is readily available to us. That's what this podcast is about, to give you knowledge that will enable you to succeed in life. God wants you to be a success, to win in life, to do something so great that people know that you had the creator's help to accomplish it. I can assure you that whatever you do with God's help and anointing, you can do it better. As wonderful as God has made us, we can do greater with his guidance and empowerment. Now let's recap what I've already covered. I've covered Ephesians 1.13 that says, after we believe we were sealed with the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And Romans 6.4 says that we are to live this new life in Christ by the same Holy Spirit power. Wow. This is a huge investment that God has made available to us. Power to help us succeed in our area of gifting. I also covered that Jesus Christ was given all authority in heaven and in earth and that he delegated the authority to us. That what we bind on earth will be bound in heaven and what we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And how we exercise this authority is by speaking, just like our creator, Father God, and his son, Jesus Christ. They got things done with words. I also covered that the angels are listening for us to speak in line with what is written in our covenant, and they and Holy Spirit will go to work to bring it to pass. So we have God's nature and authority, the Holy Spirit's power, and the angels to help get things done for us. And we got all this before we did one good thing after believing in Jesus Christ. Wow, what an investment God has made, and most don't even know this. And the many that do have not learned how to walk in it. Let me illustrate this. Would you rather have Tiger Woods Golf Club or would you rather have the knowledge and ability of how to swing it like Tiger Woods did in his heyday? Owning the golf club can pay you some dividends. People may praise you for having a a famous man's golf club and you could likely sell it for good profit. But knowing how to swing the golf club like he does will pay you dividends that will last a lifetime. And so much 
that you can leave an inheritance to your children's children. Well, many people in Christ have this club and they're a member of the club and there are dividends that they're receiving, but they don't know how to swing the club like Jesus when the knowledge of how to do so is readily available. We have a Bible full of how to swing the club like Jesus, yet members of the club are being destroyed for lack of knowledge. When all they have to do is pick up the instructions daily and learn from the master and those who followed the master to do as he did. It is unrighteous to tell someone they can do like you can if what you're saying is not true. And Jesus said we can swing the club like him. And he is not unrighteous. The challenge is that people are becoming members of the club of the church, but not disciples of Jesus. A disciple is a student. A student does not pick up the study manual once a week. If they do, they will likely fail the course. If they want the best grade possible, they are likely to do a little studying every day. When I became a daily student, I started swinging the club like Jesus and seeing some of the same results my master saw. Now let's see what else God has invested in us. I'm in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Now, we have the Spirit of Christ and the Spirit of Holy Spirit. Both are in us. This is the fruit of them. If this is the fruit of them, then this is the fruit that we should be producing because we have their seed. Fruit comes from what's in the seed, what's in the vine. 1 John 3 verse 9 tells us that we have the seed of God, but a seed needs water and sunshine to produce fruit. No matter what's in the seed, if it does not get water and sunshine, it will not produce the fruit it was meant to produce. So here we see why many who have God's seed in them, but they are not producing fruit, not giving the seed water and sunshine. So here we see another investment that God has made in us, his seed that contains love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. This is all in our spirit waiting for water, the word of God, sunshine the presence of God in prayer and worship, and this fruit will come out of us to surface for our benefit and the benefit of others. But we determine how much water and sunshine the seed gets. You see, the time we spend in the word and prayer will renew our minds to line up with what's in our spirit, bringing out this investment God has made in us. What else has God invested in us? Hebrews chapter four, verse 14 through 16 says this, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. There are a couple of investment God has made here. Number one, Jesus is interceding for us. He is our high priest, and he is at the right hand of Father God praying for you and me. Isn't that something? The creator, the Lord, Jesus Christ, 
one of the Godheads, our high priest, is praying and interceding on our behalf. Man, how can we fail when the Lord himself is praying for us? We just have to keep moving forward. We keep going forward. Now, in addition, he is the high priest of our confession. He is going to see to it that what we say that lines up with the laws of the covenant comes to pass. Our words have power, positive or negative. Jesus is only going to pray for the positive things that line up with our covenant to come to pass. But the devil is turned loose in your life by your negative words. Let me give you an example. There was a young man who became very sick and was close to death. A minister was called to pray for him. When he was about to pray, the Lord said not to pray. He's going to die because spiritual laws have been set in motion and there's no time to reverse them. When the minister heard that from the Lord, he went to the family to find out why, what was God saying? They told the minister that the young man had said all his life that he would die young before he reached a certain age. It was now two months before he was to reach the age that he said he would never make it to. What the Lord was saying about spiritual laws is that our words contain spiritual laws. And the spiritual laws that could not be reversed was what this young man had been saying all of his life. And he died. What killed him? His words. This is something that most people don't understand. Matthew chapter 12, verse 37 says this, by your words, you shall be justified and by your words, you shall be condemned. Your words carry power, positive or negative. The other investment God has made from Hebrews 4, 14 through 16 is that we have access to come in his presence in prayer. Now, 24, 7, we have access to God's presence because of the blood of Jesus, not because we do right and we can't come in when we do wrong. It's the blood of Jesus that has cleansed us and gives us access and his blood will never lose its power. This is the greatest privilege we have to go into the presence of the one who created everything, a holy God who welcomes us at all times. This was so valuable to King David that he said, I just want one thing, to dwell in your presence all the days of my life and to behold your beauty and to inquire in your temple. We have what King David did not have when he was on the earth. We are the temple of God. He is in us and we are in him. Wow. How fully invested God is in us. The investment that we are to make back in him is really small when we consider how invested he is in us. He just wants us to take the time to learn of him, to learn what we really have already. And as we take the time to do so, we grow in trusting him, believing him and committing to his way of faith and love. And love is a principal thing. Jesus said, they will know you are my disciples by your love for one another. And love will enable you to endure tough times because love never fails. Walking in God's love, you will never fail. Now, love is a principal thing, but I want you to understand also that faith is necessary. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that faith works by love. See, our, our motive for living, our motive for being successful is love. Love for God and love for people that we can show people that this can be done. You can live a life of success. 
We have to have faith. And most people don't understand, again, this thing about faith. It is critical that you understand that faith is always present tense. You will always hear Jesus talking in the present tense. He doesn't talk about what he's going to do. He talks about it as if it's already done. You've heard me cover this many times throughout the episodes, and I'll continue to harp on it because it's important to understand. And most people do not understand the way of faith, God's faith, the faith of God, which is he doesn't talk about the issues. He doesn't talk about the problems. He talks as if things are already done. And therefore, we are to follow him. We are to be like our father, God. We are to walk by faith and not by sight. Again, I've covered a lot of what God has invested in us. I have not exhausted this, but I believe this will be the last episode I do on it. But as you read the Bible, you should be able to see the the riches of our inheritance. God has done so much to enable us to win in life. And the only way that we don't win is just like he said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Isn't that something? You know, there are 66 different books in the Bible, and that's all written for our benefit so that we could take it and apply it into our lives. It is a book of principles. If you ever get that and you ever understand that the Bible is not a book of do's and don't do's, but it is a book of principles. It's just like gravity. There is no way that you would think that you could take an ink pen or a pencil or something right now and put it in your hand and throw it up. You already know before you throw that pen or pencil up that it's going to come down. You already know that because it's a principle. Now, what most people don't understand is that the Bible is full of principles just like that to assure our success, to assure us prospering financially, to heal our bodies. And it goes on and on and on. Everything that you could desire that is good is covered by some principle within the Bible. And when you learn how to operate the principles, man, it's just like gravity. You're going to know. You can actually say, you know what? I know what's going to come to pass. You know, as I was raising my children, I told them some things that would come to pass and you can check with them. They came to pass. Now, there's some other things that I said are going to come to pass. They haven't seen them yet, but they're going to see them. They're going to see them. And just as sure as the sun will appear to rise and set, they're going to see them. Well, you can be that confident yourself about the things of God. If you'll take the time to get the water of God's word on a consistent basis and get the sunshine of his presence on a consistent basis, I'm telling you, you'll learn how to walk in these principles and people will know that you are walking with the only true and living God. So here we are now again, God has invested a whole lot in us. Now we should invest back in him. So take advantage of all that God has invested in you and change your world around you and the people around you. Let me say right here, if you don't know our living Savior, Jesus Christ, you can get to know him now. Pray this prayer with me. Say, God, I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins. Jesus, I accept you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Help me to live this life. Thank you. That's it. It's that simple. If you believe what you just prayed, he has come in. Start reading the Bible for yourself. You can start in the book of St. John and in the book of Romans, and God will begin to show you his purpose for your life, and he'll begin to show himself unto you. Okay, we'll see you on the next episode.
Thank you.